Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of The Modern Nanny. Wait a minute, that sounded so dry. This is season two, so let's start again, and we're going to do it right this time. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to another episode, another season of The Modern Nanny. And at the time of this recording, we are officially two weeks into the new year, and we have this new year, new me type of stitch. And a lot of people were like, no, that's bullshit. It's not a new year, new me. You're the same person. Well, you know what? I actually have been this new year, new me, resolution making, goal manifesting type of individual for some time now. And it feels great. (laughs) It feels great. We are in a new year. We are in a new decade. We are in a new era of our lives. We have so much potential within ourselves that social media helps us become just even more grand in life. I would say that. For me, the new year, new me comes from this podcast, comes from a lot of the wants I want in life, comes from the want of me traveling, comes from the want of me being more family-oriented, comes from the want of me being more career oriented, career driven, come for me wanting to be a better friend, (laughs) come for want of me exercising and being healthy. So yeah, this new year, new me stitch is actually going to stick. And I feel like every day is a new day. Um, So whenever you get up in the morning time, you are a new person. You may have the same routine, but there are new elements within your day. So it's not bullshit. It's actually a reality that you're living within yourself. People just over-publicize it when it is a new year. One thing I have done new for the year is made a, what you call it, a vision board. I seen it. it was very popular. A lot of YouTubers that I like to watch, they've been making vision boards for years. And a YouTuber that I do watch that has it is Amber Show. Her voice is quite annoying, in my opinion. It's very high pitched. And my voice is actually quite annoying when I hear the playback. So it's not to say, you know, trying to insult anybody. That's just my preference. It's very high pitched. And but it keeps me alert and in, engaged when I'm watching her video because I'm gonna say, Hi, I'm Amber Show. Like, that's not her voice, that was me trying to mimic. But yeah, it's something along the line of that. She has been making vision boards for the last four to five years, and she's really clear and concise with what she wants on her board. And I watch her video on it, and I watch other people's video on it, and it's not for is not for the easy access to the things that you put on your vision board, but it's just to motivate you. And one of the things that Amber says is like, yes, you can make a vision board, but the only way is going to work is if you put the work on the work. Is that what she said? I think that's what she said. <laughs> if you work towards the goals that you have on your vision board, basically is what she says. And I purchased a board in late September with the kids that I was working with. We went to Target. We got this huge ass board. I didn't have any magazines, any pictures, no nothing. What I did have was words in my head, a pen in my hand, and I've written on the board. 
I've written key themes on the board, which was travel, education, podcast, finance, love, and apartment. Those were the six things I had on my board. Of course, I wanted a lot more than that. And it was written on that board for three months before I actually put a picture on the board. And I've written down the word podcast on the board. And then I think like two days later, I recorded my first podcast. And of course, I could have recorded the podcast before written it on the board. But just looking at this blank board with these six words on it just gave me the motivation, gave me the drive to want to fill that board, especially for the new year, and want to start being proactive on that board. I am in a new relationship, and it's wonderful. We've spoken about that briefly last season when it was called like dating life. And so 98% of the time when I wake up to his text messages, it is always says, good morning, beautiful. Good morning, babe. Have a productive day, right? It's always simple like that. Sometimes it gets real fancy with it. <laughs> but the but the basis of that line is have a productive day. Do the most out of this day. You are phenomenal. Very encouraging words that I receive first thing in the morning time. He wakes up before me. And so he sends these messages like a quarter to seven and I'm not even up until about eight o'clock and I see it and I'm like, okay, I got to be productive. Babe sends me this message and said, have a productive day. What can I do to be productive? I haven't been working for the three months of October, November, December, and I didn't know how to be productive. <laughs> so, and I didn't know where my next um, finance was coming from. And I was reading on the, the pages of like, you know, the nanny collaborative, the nanny hood, my nanny circle. And all I seen was a lot of different nannies posting about like asking for jobs and get recommendation and agencies and all of that stuff. And I was like, oh my God, it's so tough. I don't know where my next family is going to come from. And although I had like a little cushion of a rainy day savings, because being a nanny is not guaranteed for as long as you think it's going to be guaranteed for, you know, you should save for a year of not being employed, especially if you are a newer nanny. And um, so my money was running out because I have a lot of expenses. I live here in New York. I have a lot of different expenses, and I needed money to continue to help with my lifestyle. I went, it was this app called Steady, S-T-E-A-D-Y, and it gives you all of these great, fantastic side jobs. At this particular moment in time, YouTube was also showing me videos related to side hustles and 11 side hustles for boss bitches or something like that. I don't know. It, it was along those lines. And I came across the app study. I even told a few friends about it. And this is where, um, what is it called? What is that freaking app called Postmates? That's what it's called. If you can see me right now, which you can't, because I don't do this video wise, I do it voice wise, but Postmates 
was one of the ones that I really had gotten into first. It is it's daunting on the body because it requires you to travel. Whether you have a car, whether you have a bike, whether you're walking, those are the three options. I don't know how the delivery people do it. Well, I didn't know. I know now. But I'm like, wow, that is a lot of work. So Postmates was a company that I applied for and I started working with. DoorDash was a company that I applied for and started working with. Caviar was a company that I applied for and started working with. And all three of those companies are a delivery service company. I had to do what I had to do. Luckily, it was nice and warm outside. So I was able to set the setting to me walking and it would give me like a nice little radius. And I, in my mind, I say, if I go to a busy area, everything would be closer, I would do it. So I would get my Metro card, jump on the train, go way downtown, and I will be there for a few hours delivering and easy money, go straight to my bank account. And it was helping me become afloat. Another thing that I was doing was Vover dog walking. And because that was also on the SETI app and dogs and people are different. (laughs) But interviewing for Rover was a lot. You know, they give you, I think, one or two chances. That's it. And you go to this building, you meet the people, you talk to them, and you're tested. You're tested on five different methods on how to put a collar on. I have a dog. You heard her before. Her name is Brownie Marie. She has a lot of different collars, harnesses, things of that nature. I thought I knew it all. I watched the videos that they gave to help prepare. And I'm like, a punk collar? What the fuck is that? <laughs> um, other collars that I can't even pronounce the name, like a banner to, I don't know. It starts with an M. She doesn't have it. But, you know, that's what it was. And three other collars and harnesses. So I took the test for it. I was really confident. I got an email. I failed. Now I don't know which of the five harnesses I failed on. They don't tell you until you take the test again, which is only one other time. You get to take it twice. You pass the first time, you don't have to take it again. If you fail the first time, they tell you which one you did wrong. You take it again. And if you fail after that, you're not a walker. So... I go there, I'm like trying to figure out which one I fell. I look at it, she tells me you failed the prong collar test. Now the prong collar test is usually more for like a pit bull or a wackwaller, those those dogs that are labeled aggressive, so quotation labeled, (laughs) but they are not. So those are the ones that's metal, that has like the little sticks that inverts inside the neck to apply pressure um, when they are being aggressive or when they are pulling. So that is the collar that I have gotten done wrong. One, I don't own that collar in my house. I have a small dog. I never needed to use it for her. So she went, I'm looking thinking, okay, how to put it on. I make sure all of the little prongs was inverted into the neck. And she, I clipped it the way that it was supposed to be, but it wasn't clipped securely, which is why I felt the first time. And she said, you have to secure it. And then I did. And then I passed. 
And I was working as a dog walker from October to now. It's actually still a good side hustle, even though I have another family. And it helped with the cardio. It helped with me wanting to become healthier and exercise. And it helped with my knowledge of dogs in general. That was my side. That was actually my main income for three months before it became a side job from the nanny thing that I have. So that is how I was keeping afloat. I told my other fellow nannies who are looking for work, who haven't found work yet, who was running out of money, what they could do. There are other things that you could do. You could type, you know, words per minute transcript. You could be a transcriber. It's something else. And on the study app, they have a lot. But one other thing that I did um, apply for that I have yet had a chance to do was Instacart, which is grocery shopping. The thing about it is they always have openings for grocery shoppers. But I live here in New York, and um, the orientation place is in Jersey. And it's not like it's Jersey City, Jersey. No, it's like in West Bubble Hell in Jersey, that's like three hours away, midday, that's not even accommodating at all whatsoever. Unless you have a car, then it becomes 45 minutes and you still have to pay a tow. So I have not worked as an Instacart person yet, but they just bought it to New York, the orientation. They have it here in New York now. It's just not open. And the location for orientation to become a grocery shopper is on Bleecker Street. So when that opened up, I will go because it doesn't hurt to have all of these different streams of income, which is what 2020 is about because apparently you just can't. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Brownie Marie. I will be right back. Now that Brownie Marie stopped barking, we could... (laughs) finish out with the ending of this recording so basically you know 2020 is all about just having multiple streams of income being the best version of yourself being the best version of myself that I could possibly possibly be you know I have a lot of goals that I really do want to accomplish and watching this these particular tv shows that I do watch when I get a chance it just makes me realize that there's so much more to life than I'm currently living And one thing that really made me happy was that I put traveling on the board and for the last six months, I did not know where my passport was at. I was completely irresponsible on that front. But right before the new year, I found it. And so when I decided to, you know, finish creating my vision board, I had those other places, you know, put on my board like Jamaica, I always wanted to visit Canada, Niagara Falls, it's such a beautiful place, and also all of the other families that I have worked with who no longer lives in New York. I have a family that now lives in Texas, and so they had a new baby, I want to go to Texas, I want to meet the family, their home is gorgeous, I have never been to Texas before, I have a French-American family, my god, I can't really talk anymore, a French-American family who obviously is no longer in New York. They live, you know, back home in France. And they invited me this past summer, but because I didn't know where my passport was at, I couldn't go. And, you know, this summer, 
I have a lot of vacation time because of the family that I will be working for. And just overall, when you work with school-age kids, you, you have those school breaks. And this particular family likes to go away for the school break. So I'm able to better plan my travel experience around the family that I work for. And so, you know, I just turned 30 and I had this crazy, beautiful revelation about how I want my 30s to be and how my 20s were. And I'm just so much more at peace whenever I'm speaking to another individual. And they were like, oh, you know, how does it feel to be 30? And before when I was asked that question, I'm like, it felt the same way it felt, you know, yesterday when I was 29. But it doesn't feel that way. Um... You know, the world we're living in is so crazy, and I've spoken about you know, trying to keep up with friendship and keep up with family and wanting to be healthier and things that, that everybody says when it's the new year. But no, I really am trying to do that. And if you know me personally, you know my family, they could tell you this is the type of kick that I'm on right now. And I just like, I like this newer version of myself, the version that always was put to the side and was, I just always had to focus on the now and, okay, I need this money now. I need to do this now. I need to have Brownie Marie ready now. I need to go to work. And it it was just always like now, now, now. And you know what? That didn't benefit me um, because it was stressing me out. And one thing that I am really, really implementing this time around is mental health is a thing. It's a thing. You go on social media and you see a lot of people who have breakdowns because they don't have the mental health check. And so that is one of the reasons why I have this new persona because, you know, it was this, and I'm going to wrap it up after I say this. It was this quote that I seen and it was, and it's, we probably seen it because it's, everywhere, especially on social media, it was don't go to work making someone else life great and come home and not work on your dreams. Dreams turns into goals would turn into a reality. So I'm going to say it again. Don't go to work making someone else's money and not come home and don't work on your dreams because Dreams equal goals, which equals your reality. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the first episode of season two. Stay tuned for more.